Hello, welcome to Now Tell Us. At Now Tell Us is where we have guests come and tell us stories. They come and educate us, they come and highlight a course that is interesting, that is a passion that they have. And always we are having great guests. And when I say always, it means even today we have a great guest. And uh, our great guest today is going to tell us how to design our best life. And just as a reminder, if this is your first time here, please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, if you are, uh, want to see our past episodes or future episodes, or even this episode in the future, remember to go to www.nowtellers.com and uh, enjoy all the episodes there. And uh, I won't take one more minute because we know how we want to know how to design our best life. So I'm going to take you with me as we go and meet our guest today, uh, who is known as Todd Anderson. And I'm your host, Anthony Morore. So let's go and meet our guest. Great to see you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Welcome to tell us. So we are looking forward for you to tell us a lot of things. And uh, we are glad and excited because of what you're going to tell us. And uh, it's designing our best life. But before we go into that, let's know who is Todd Anderson. So Todd Anderson, I, my mom likes to say that I've lived three lifetimes in my life that I've lived because mm -hmm. I have done so much in my life. Um, I'm a pilot, an entrepreneur, an author, a diplomat, a podcaster and coach. So many different things, many different aspects of what I like to do. And my goal, what really drives me is helping other people helping you to design the life that you desire. In fact, on my podcast, Todd Talks, Design Your Best Life, the, the premise behind it is it's not the life I designed for you, it's the life that you desire. So I like to teach people and bring I bring guests on or I talk on my own and tell people about how to de design the life that they desire in all areas, whether it's physical, uh, physical health, mental health, spiritual health, financial health, and, uh, and wellness. Wow. The, the, the point behind it, what got me into it, to, to start out real quick, because you asked a little bit about me, who am I? Mm -hmm. um, I come from the United States. I'm currently living in Norway. Uh, I have been active duty military for 26 years, almost, uh, retiring this year. 
and I've been a pilot, flown uh, flown multiple different types of airplanes. I've been a diplomat where I've lived in a couple different countries and worked in the embassy and supported the the defense industry, supported the aspects of the the United States military because that's what I work what I've worked for as a diplomat mm -hmm. and. Then a couple of years ago, I well, three or four years ago, I got into the entrepreneur realm mm -hmm. and I started doing marketing and I started doing personal development. And I spent the last four years working on a lot of personal development. Mm -hmm. And so changing myself as I changed, then I wanted to help others change mm -hmm. because as we level up in life, life is that much more interesting. Yeah. So everybody who's watching, who's listening, this is an interesting episode. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll ask you to fasten your seatbelts because with us here, we have a pilot. So we don't know where we're going to end up. Now he's <laughs> all the way from the States, in living in Norway, and we are broadcasting everywhere. I'm in Athens, Greece, and uh, I'm from Africa. So we are global, we are international, and we are reaching to people from all corners of the world. Now, you, you've been to many places. You've done yes. a lot of things that uh, your mother says that you've lived three different <laughs> lives. This is interesting. And it's it's important and it's very good. I, I feel secure now learning from a pilot who has experienced many other things uh, that, other than just being a pilot. Uh, growing up, I experienced a lot of things myself. And uh, in those things that I've experienced, I got lessons from the stories that I uh, share in my book. I've authored a book, actually two now, but my book, Be Good for Good, is composed of, of stories that give lessons. Now, uh, I am believing from your many experiences, you're going to share with us a lot of lessons on how to design our best life. Now, this is the title of your podcast. How did you come up with that name? I came up with it because in the personal development realm, you're always, we're always seeking to improve ourselves, improve our life. And I wanted something, when I think about doing personal improvement, personal development, especially as I've gone through my military career, I've always thought that it was important to do the things that made me a better person and to you can go throughout a career whether it's military whether it's non-military civilian you can go throughout a career or life and let life happen to you in fact i think a lot of people do that they let life happen to them mm -hmm. and they don't and they just react to things they don't actually set the tone or set the the mood for their life. They don't set the stage. They're mm -hmm. the, as I like to say, the secondary actors in the play of their life rather mm -hmm. than the main, main actor. And mm -hmm. so the design your best life idea was that take, take your life, take the reins, 
if we're going to go horseback terms, take the reins of your life and design the life that you want to live, set goals and work towards them. Mm -hmm. And so by designing your best life, you're actually looking forward to the future while living and being mindful in the present. Mm. Wonderful. And thank you for that. And I also take this opportunity to thank all those who are watching us, those who are listening to us. We appreciate your presence here. And thank you for the comments. And we will also ask you to uh, ask questions and be a participant of this episode as we la learn from uh, Todd. And I will mention one particular person who's uh, a dad grew up <laughs> a military brat and she embraces this. Thank you, Mishka. Um, and and I, we, I also appreciate uh, Gobida, Duta, and all the other people that are not appearing here. Uh, so let's keep going. Now, you've been in the military, you've been a diplomat, and uh, you picked uh, the Design Your Life uh, title because of uh, how you know people just live life for the sake of living and they take whatever comes. Now, why is it important for me that I should sit down, maybe on a daily basis, and maybe you are going to give us a few ideas on how to design, but why is it important that I, I do it instead of taking what is offered to me by the government, by my employer, by my teachers, my parents? Why is it important that I personally sit down and design? Well, it's important because 90% of people are unhappy with their life, unhappy mm -hmm. with the work that, whether it's their, they're unhappy in one aspect of their life or more, whether mm -hmm. it's their job. I've heard statistics of 75 to 90% of people are unhappy with the job that they're working at. Mm -hmm. um, they're unhappy with their relationships because they're not taking full advantage of or not in relationships that they want to be in, that mm -hmm. they've, they're have they just living because that's the life or that's the family or that's the friends that they've always grown up with. Mm -hmm. As you, as you, it's so important to design the life you want to live, to make goals so that you can actually get where you want to go so that you can actually enjoy this life. Mm -hmm. How many lives do we get? Well, we get one. this one. Mm -hmm. And so with this one life, do you want to get to your get to the end of your life and have it be filled with regrets of, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have tried that. I'm sad that I didn't do this. Or do you want to get to the end of your life and say, man, what a great life. I did this. I had this, these kids. I had this. I raised my family like this. We went and traveled to these things, saw these things. Did I sought to do this activity or this job, and I did it. I wanted to learn this language, so I did. You see where I'm going. You design the things that you want so that by the time you get to the end of your life, mm -hmm. which you never know when that's going to come, if you're Earl Nightingale said that success is striving towards a worthwhile goal. Mm -hmm. it's, not the, it's not reaching the goal. It's mm -hmm. striving towards it. So mm -hmm. 
if you're constantly designing the life you want, if you're then working towards the towards a worthwhile goal, mm-hmm. and say you die in the middle of it, not reaching it, but you're working towards it, that's a successful life. Mm. You're as long as you're striving towards something worthwhile, you're a success. Mm. And success breeds happiness. Happiness comes from inside because you feel like you're doing something good. Mm. Yeah, thank you for that. And it's good to know that we've just one life. Uh, The good thing is that uh, we've got uh, a second chance if we are made, uh, if you're making, uh, going in the wrong direction or made a mistake, we have a second chance. Now, we have a second chance for Mishka who has been in teaching, but then she retired from teaching and she wants to start a new career. She's actually in the middle of starting a new career. How does she start to design the rest of the life that she's going to be living and whatever it is that she's going to start? How did she start? Well, Mishka, you and I are in the same boat. I, I retire in six months after 26 years in the military. And so I am, I've been in the process of of redesigning the next phase of life. So how does it work? What do you do? First, the best advice I can give you is sit down and write out the story of your life five years from now, as though it's already happened. Write out, and if you you don't know what that looks like, before you write that, sit down and brainstorm all the things that you enjoy doing that or things that you've wanted to do but haven't been able to because you've been involved in teaching and you're working 12 hours a day grading papers etc so brainstorm and just write out free flow let your mind just free flow and brain dump everything onto paper that about things that you enjoy or want have always wanted to try or goals that you've had in the past that you suddenly are realizing maybe you want to do. Then sit down and look at that for like 10, 15 minutes and sit there and you'll notice patterns that there are groupings of things that that go together. And as you do that, you'll notice those patterns and say, okay, well, I'm really wanting to do work in this area or I really want to travel and do this. So then it comes down to once you've got those ideas and the little groupings, then you have an idea to be able to sit and write out, where do I want to be in five years? And you write it out as though it's already happened. Now, if where you want to be in five years is owning your own business or tra- you know, world traveler blogging all over the place, whatever it is, you then, you take that five years from now idea and you work backwards. Okay, in order to be there in five years, what do I need to do? Where do I need to be three years from now? Where do I need to be a year from now? What would I need to do six months from now? What would I need to do to start? And you break it down into smaller and smaller steps. Because if you can get that big goal broken down into a small goal 
you will that you can do daily, then you can take you know those baby steps, and each baby step you take and accomplish a small goal is that much further towards your larger goal. Let me show you an example of how this worked for me. Um, I've not flown for three and a half years. Uh, I've been in, working at the embassy. So when I get out of the military, one of the things I decided that I want to do is to go fly. And uh, so what is, to do that, I know five years from now, what I want to be doing with flying. I want to be flying a large aircraft. And then, uh, so to do that, I need to be a first officer. Well, to be a first officer, I need to get my commercial airline license, which I didn't have yet. So to get my commercial airline license, I needed to find a school that taught that teaches it. Then I needed to figure out how much that was going to cost, get a loan or save up the money and then schedule the leave to go do it. And the most, the hardest part, the hardest part wasn't the dreaming and the planning. The mm -hmm. hardest part was when I had that all figured out, the hardest part was taking the first step and scheduling the date to go to that class. So what did I do? I pulled the trigger. Did I have the money yet? No. Did I know how I was going to get the money for it? No. Was Did I have a little time to do it? I gave myself three months to get the money to go do the class. Then my brain had to figure out how to get the $10,000 it was going to cost me to go do the class. But I got the money. I went and did the class. I now have my airline transport pilot license. And I have a job offer for a cargo airline that I'll be flying for come next summer. So these are things that you, you set your very big goal, then you work it your way backwards to where do I need to start? And then you start. That's the key. You take that step. You pull the trigger. You, mm -hmm. you take the leap. Even if you don't know how you're going to get there, you worry about where I am now. What can I do today to start? Mm, thank you for that. And also Mishka thanks you. And uh, she's in agreement that uh, small steps are the way to go. And uh, she's talking about redefining yourself, taking that time and redefining your, uh, yourself and taking the steps. Yeah, the action is needed. Thank you. <laughs> now, Mishka, are you from Poland? I love Poland. I was just there a couple months ago. Oh, she will tell us where she's from. Now, I also learned that uh, you, you've been in different places. Now you're in Poland. And not only being there, but you speak so many languages. You speak English. You speak Spanish. You speak Italian. You speak Serbian. How do you, how do you learn all these languages? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Spanish I learned as a church missionary 30 years ago for the LDS Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh. Uh, I served a two-year mission in Guatemala. Uh, just fun fact, my brother actually served his, a mission in Kenya. Oh. So he spent time in your home country. Oh. Then uh, when I joined the Air Force 26 years ago, I joined to be a linguist and interpreter. I thought I speak fluent Spanish 
they will, the Air Force, I'm a shoe in to go work in South America and be a, an interpreter for Spanish. Mm -hmm. No, the Air Force said, okay, welcome to, welcome to the Air Force. You can be an interpreter, go to language school. We're teaching you Serbian Croatian. I had no clue what the language was, knew nothing about it because during the whole Bosnia, Yugoslav, fall of Yugoslavia conflict, I was in Guatemala, no yeah. news. I, so I did, I knew nothing about it, but I like to say that God blessed me to learn languages very easily. Mm -hmm. So the language came to me and I did really well. And I worked as an interpreter for almost for two years and was able to be very fluent. I'm still fluent in the language. And I took that, those credits and combined it to get my degree, combined it with the couple years of college I had before joining the Air Force. Mm -hmm. Once I had my degree, I sent off my paperwork to become an officer. And that's when I got selected as a pilot in the Air Force because I had been a pilot. I started flying when I was 15. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a few years and you reach a certain point in your career where you go either the traditional route of you're going to be a pilot, then you're going to work in the squadron and up the wing and what just one way, or you do a alternate career, which is what I did, which was I would go to a assignment as a diplomat or foreign area officer, it's called. Mm -hmm. And then I would come back to flying and then go back to being a diplomat. So bounce from one job to the other. Mm -hmm. So when I got selected for that, I was like, okay, I speak Spanish. I speak a, a Serbian Croatian shoo-in for, for going and getting that. No, the Air Force said, you want to learn another language? Okay. So they sent me to learn Italian. And mm -hmm. by the time I got finished learning Italian, my brain was muddled. All the languages were just mixed up together. <laughs> but for the first time in my career, the Air Force did something smart. Mm -hmm. They actually looked at my records at what languages that I spoke. And they sent me on a language immersion in Italy, then into Bosnia, mm -hmm. and then to Spain, right after one after the other. And I lived with local family for a couple months going to language school and it separated all the languages in my brain so I could then jump from one to the other. And now it's not hard. I can jump from Spanish to Italian to Serbian, uh, sometimes to German because I had a little bit of history with German. So mm. it's just fun. I love languages. And it goes along with this designing your best life. Mm -hmm. Because of the languages that I've spoken, I've been able to pick some assignments and go do some things that were not traditional in my career. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten to meet people and do things because I speak these languages that have allowed me to really have a lot of fun and travel the world. Mm. And it's been great. That's beautiful. Mishka's dad is uh, from Poland, although currently she's living in Roanoke. How do you pronounce that? Roanoke. <laughs> Roanoke. 
Roanoke, Virginia. That's where she's living. Thank you, Mishka. We appreciate your presence here and your sharing. And uh, I think she's a good one to connect with. So we are going to connect with her. But uh, before we go to uh, that place, that point, there's something that you shared here. And uh, I want to understand that maybe the listener also would, is asking himself or herself, you're into piloting, into diplomacy, you're pilot again, diploma again, and uh, you're, it's, the same thing happens, you're learning Spanish, you go to Italian, you go to Serbian, you go to English, you go, just how do you focus on completing a course? Like you're in pilot and you make sure that this thing, this new thing that has come your way is not going to distract you from going to a focus that you were in before and you go back there and you continue, come back here and you continue. How do you make it? Tell us. <laughs> well, I love school. Okay. That, that, that's, that's the best way to put it is, is I love learning. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was young, I developed uh, the desire to, to be a perpetual student. So I love learning things. I'm always trying to learn something new. And so one of the things that I found, especially when I got into personal development, right, is that our brains constantly can learn new information. Mm -hmm. It's not like in the old days where they said old dogs can't learn new tricks. You can continue to develop new brain cells and new connections in your brain all the way until you die, mm. um, unless you have some medical thing like Alzheimer's, which makes it so that you stop being able to have that memory. Mm. But as long as you're continually to learn, you're continuing to grow new cells and new connections. And so for me, the way I'm able to focus on one thing is I, for most of it, I've gone to school. So I go mm -hmm. to school and I'm working eight hours a day, 10 hours a day on one, one subject, but in order to not lose the other things. When I was learning pilot training in the Air Force, it was two years of training, but I didn't want to lose my languages. So to relax, I always listened to music in the languages. So I mm -hmm. listened to Spanish music. I listened to Serbian Croatian music. This was before I learned, learned Italian. So I would listen to that music all the time. Mm -hmm. And it just kept the language fresh in my brain. Mm. Uh, and that's a great way I, I always say to remember a language is to listen to music from the country or in the language that you, that you speak. Mm. And as you do that, you find something that allows you to shift your brain from one subject to the other so that when you're in one thing you're focusing on that one thing then you take a break go focus on something else rather than trying to multitask because when you try to do everything all at once all the different things mm -hmm. you end up not doing well at any of them mm -hmm. i get it and thank you very much for sharing that. Now, um, I know people who are listening and they are 
I mean, they don't have an idea, just like uh, Mishka would uh, ask, how do you start? Uh, some have started, but they are just about losing hope of continuing. And it's their field, they are sure it's their field, but they may be going through some challenges. Uh, how do you encourage someone to keep on going when they think that it's all over? You get a partner, an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. Have somebody that you trust, that you can talk to, whether it's a therapist, a coach, a friend, somebody that you can sit down and voice your concerns to, but who will then also encourage you to continue to keep going. Yeah. Part of the problem a lot of us have is we voice our concerns and our frustrations to people that rather than support you in what you're trying to do, they support your frustrations and concerns and are end up being a negative pull in your life, pull you to stop doing something rather than support you and push you to, to push you up to keep you and help you do something. So you really have to be careful about who you tell your dreams and your goals and things to. But if you have an accountability partner, someone that's going to hold you accountable to things that you said you were going to do, even if you only said them to yourself, you mm -hmm. have a goal that you're trying to reach. Find somebody that will hold you accountable to doing it. And you are much more likely to do it. So a statistic I read showed that if you, somebody attempting their own, a goal is 10% or less likely to achieve it. If you have an accountability partner, that percentage goes up to 45% to 75%. Mm. Wow, Just by you. having, and if that accountability partner is doing it with you, it goes up to 75 to 90% if you're both working on the same goal. Mm. Wow, thank you for that. And I actually have never looked at it the way that you have put it, that I have some people who are supporting my frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we all have toxic people in our life that we have to be careful of what we say to them. Yeah, they are supporting, but they are supporting it in the negative way. <laughs> yes. Wow. And on that note, talking about accountability partner, uh, which you talk could be a supportive friend or maybe a coach, a teacher. Uh, is there a way that you work one-on-one uh, -on -one with people? There is. I, I have a coaching and consulting uh, business and mm -hmm. the Anthony has the link. It's uh, in my, my uh, magic.ly link that he'll, he'll share. But I offer accountability partnering and coaching in the same realm of designing the life that you want. So I will help walk you through designing what it is that you want to do with your life and then hold you accountable for taking the steps, the action steps to do so. Wow. Thank you very much. So that's the link. It's there on the screen and it's also on the description of the video that you're watching. So you can click there and follow up with Todd. 
and uh, go and design your best life with someone who is supporting you, someone who is encouraging you, someone who is not supporting your uh, frustrations or your <laughs> everything that is negative, someone who is supporting the best of you. So we, we really thank you very, very, very much, Todd, because we are almost coming to the end of this show. And we thank you for taking your time and being with us here and encouraging us and giving us an insight of how to design our best life. Uh, but before you, before you go, yeah, before you, you go, we'd like you to leave us with a few words that we should always remember. Which are they? A few things you should always remember are these, that this is your life. Only you can decide how you want to live it. Others will try to tell you what to do. Others will tell you how to live it, but it's your life. You make the choices and you also reap the rewards or the consequences based on those choices. So design the life that you want to live and don't just live the life that your con the consequences choose for you. Mm. Thank you very much, Todd. We really thank you for being with us. And well, all the guests, yes, all the guests, all the viewers, all the listeners, we appreciate you, even those who get to listen us uh, as the recorded version of this episode. We thank you for taking your time. And uh, it's been a wonderful time. This has been Now Tell Us. And I've been your host, Anthony Murore. And together with our guest, Todd Anderson, we are saying bye for now. See you next time. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, bye.